All right, welcome everybody. Day five, indicator five, and and maybe the most important, or at least it's one tenth of importance. But, but really, this might be the most important because none of the other nine are possible. I think, Lauren, without real extreme focus and intentionality around this one, because if your school culture isn't isn't um, uh, positive and uh, conducive for learning and uh, growing. Uh, nothing, nothing grows in toxic soil, right? It'll just, it'll just rot and die. So if this is your first session with us, you know, this is number five. So go ahead and listen to this, but you can go back and listen to the other uh, four days. I'm Dr. Tom Miller. And with me is my teammate, Lauren Waters. And so we are going through the 10 indicators of high performing charter schools. And don't fret everybody if you're not a charter school leader, it's okay because these indicators are um, relevant to all schools and really uh, to all organizations. Now that I really kind of think about it, you could actually take, take any organization and take our 10, our 10 indicators of high performance assessment and line it up to whatever job that you may have. Right, Lauren? Absolutely. Yeah. So this, <clears throat> so this number five, right? So we've already talked about mission, why we exist vision, where are we going, our goals, our strategy, right? How to oversee those uh, strategies, how to uh, invest and uh, develop uh, people. But you can't really do any of those, again, if your culture is uh, toxic. And and uh, I've worked in a toxic environments. I'm pretty sure you've worked in some toxic environments. I know I've been in toxic environments as a, as a consultant, uh, having to go into organizations that um, are really filled with lack of trust and 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 a positive relationships. And it's really hard to get anything done because culture truly is this this invisible force. I mean, it's you can you can't always see it, but you can always feel it, right? It's like thick. <laughs> trying to find a way through. Yeah. And really it's, you know, because you know, my uh, mentor John uh, Maxwell he describes culture as not what we say, right? It's the sum of the actions of the people. So if you've heard someone say, well, that's how we do it around here. I mean, that's culture, right? Or if you've got, you know, if you're a, um, if you've taken the DISCA profile and you're a, a C style, right? So you're all about rules and processes that are written out and someone's doing something else. You're like, well, that's that's not, you know, following the rules. Well, that's what we've always done, right? So like uh, it's it's just it's 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 more than words on paper. It is it is actions. It's beliefs. Um, it's 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 uh, how we respond, how we treat each other. It's a really really critical aspect because no one can learn in the, you know an environment that they don't feel valued. No one wants to come, and they're not going to celebrate an organization that um, doesn't align to what they want to do. So. Lauren, can you pop up the uh, substandards? Yeah. And so now what, what we have found, though, is that this is one of our highest our highest performing uh, self-assessment scores. So 73%. Uh, percent. And so what I want to you know, uh, make sure is that's great that you have these components in place, right? A high healthy school culture is clearly defined and communicated, right? So this means that there's maybe 
rules in place, or maybe you've adopted core values of what they are, and you've got you know training programs around character education. I mean, when when I was a teacher, it was second step. You know, I don't know. I mean, Lauren, you're much uh, younger than I am, so I don't know if they had things like second step. But there's a lot of character education programs out there and available. There's you know uh, you know uh, Cubby's programs and you know all sorts of things. Lots of stuff out there, right? But what is most important is what is clearly defined and communicated, is that actually happening, right? Because remember, culture is not words, it's action. It's how people make decisions uh, in an organization is based upon the culture, not what's based upon what's written down. Yeah, I just was going to add, you can have the right program in place, and you can be defining it and communicating it, but you can still not feel it. Yeah, absolutely. And then you're not really sure like what to do, right? You know, because well, I'm I'm you know modeling it, but it really, but it really takes other people to also buy in and to model it, uh, right? Because you because you can have these. Um, I think one of the best books on on a culture is a school culture rewired, and in the book. Uh, Todd Whitaker uh, talks about these. I think there's six, six or seven um, uh, uh, substandards of a culture. So you can have, you know, a culture that's, you know, a balkanized. It's like, you know, in in one part of your school, it's it's great, and in another hallway, it's not, right? And it's it's not because the words on the wall are any different in one hallway or another. It's because the people are totally different, and that's really what causes, you know, culture is is you know certain people. And I think in the book, we talk about how it's like a it's like a home court advantage for uh, certain people. Right. Mm -hmm. And I had I had no idea as an early uh, uh, a school principal about culture. I, I just I just assumed that, you know, people come to work and they and they do their job. Right, Lauren? Right. It would just be easier if everybody just, you know, treated everybody nice and was kind and and just you know, followed all the rules and expectations, right? I didn't realize it. It was this invisible force that was impacting everything I tried as, yeah. as a school leader. I was just going to add, although, you know, you talk about that invisible force, there's lots of clues that, that that invisible force can leave behind for you to make sure you're keeping an eye on, you know, what is your student attrition rate? What is your teacher retention rate? Um, all of those numbers should be lining up with this 10 indicate, you know, your how you've ranked yourself here. If, if you're ranking really high, but your staff and students are leaving every year, something's not in alignment there. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. It's uh, it's like when we do, you know, like a workshop, I'll say, hey, we're going to say lots of things that you already know. And I don't want you to say I know that I want you to say how well do we do that? And that's exactly where where, you know, if you've got you know, the book and you've read through the chapter and you started to look through these seven steps to designing a high performing school culture, right? That first step is, is to see it like you, you, you know, you have to be able to see what it is you want, right? So like I talk about this, you know, spend a day as a guest in your school, you know, follow students, right? Like what are they experiencing? What are they doing? And does it line up to what you see and what you feel you've communicated vision-wise? Or if if it's nowhere where you want, you may need to go visit a high-performing school and 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 walk those hallways and follow those, you know, 
kids around and just really get an idea of what, okay, this is what we want, you know, people to feel and do and experience when they come to our school or when they call our school or when they, when they're trying to find a spot in the parking lot, like all these things matter, everything matters. So you see it and then you define it. This is where you actually write it down. And Lauren, let me share, unless you've got it up here that, um, the, uh, you know, my first experience with seeing something written down was when I first joined the John Maxwell team 10 uh, years ago. This is the Maxwell DNA uh, culture. And, and um, you know, each, each word has, has a definition, right? So the M is model consistency. And, and, and John, every single year when we go to our annual or our biannual leadership uh, training, he reteaches each each letter of the Maxwell DNA culture. And not only does he, uh, you know, teach it and define it, right? John models it, but he also, we also celebrate it through someone on our team. Uh, so there's over 40,000 members now, right? But you can nominate individuals for this. So this is a way to celebrate your uh, culture. And maybe you have something similar at your school. You may have, you know, here at, you know, my school, we have the Seaside Way and we have each one of our core value words has, has a definition. And, and, and we talk about that and we celebrate students and their uh, behavior around it. So that's, that's one way that you could start to demonstrate your uh, culture is I've seen it. I've defined it, right. I uh, teach it through um, maybe, you know, workshops or during the school day. And here at Seaside, our students actually teach it. Like all of our middle school uh, students, we have house leaders and they take the time. And every Wednesday for 30 minutes, it's a short house meeting, they call it. And they teach one of the core values. What a, what a great way uh, to, to really make sure that it's, it's resonating in, inside, right out. So they see it, define it, teach it model it, practice it, measure it, and celebrate it. And Lauren's already talked about the measuring piece, right? If if your if your attrition is high, if uh, people don't stay with you very long, if you're not getting volunteers, I mean Lauren, we've even gone, you know, as we talk about in our in our like our all the different, you know, pieces of data. I know one of the pieces of data we've talked about for uh, culture is uh, benefits. Are your new employees or current employees, are they taking advantage of all the benefits you offer? Because if they are, that means that they, they're going to stick with you and they like it here and they want to be here. But if nobody's signing up for all those extra benefits, that's a, that's a sure sign. And you said earlier, right? I can walk into a school. It doesn't take me very long. And we've worked with many um, benefits providers uh, that we uh, trust. And they'll say, oh, yeah, I know as soon as I walk into a school, whether or not I'm going to be walking out of there with a lot of benefits, I can just tell by the actions and the behaviors of of the people. Yeah. yeah. So all those uh, steps are in the book. Get a copy of the book. You can go to 10indicators.com right, and get a copy of the book. If you don't have a school climate uh, survey, we have one and we can help you um, uh, deploy it to your uh, stakeholders, which would give you some really good baseline data. Um, if you don't have set core values, we have a core values kit that you can, uh, you know, grab 
and start to, to uh, create those core values at your school. So you can go through that seven step uh, process and really start living out these pieces. And I just love, you know, just like, like the innovative ways. And I'm going to do a shout out to one of our partnership schools for Bard Academy uh, and Ted uh, Duncan. And so he, um, he put their core values. They, they went through the exercise and I'm actually wearing it here. Let's see if I can get to, but it's the BA DNA. And their core values are integrity, growth, creativity, and teamwork. So that's what they talk about. That's what they celebrate, right? That's what they model and all those uh, pieces. So that's just one way. So it's up on their walls. It's on their wrists. It's what they, you know, uh, uh, share. And, and, and then I can hold people accountable to it. It's like, oh, that's what you did there. That doesn't celebrate our core value of teamwork, right? And this is what does. It's just really important to have really tangible conversations around these these words. Lauren, any other uh, thoughts around uh, culture? I know there's some some other sub sub indicators uh, here and and, and spend a lot of time on that one. No, I just wanted to point out that um, you know, I know this can sometimes feel a little overwhelming for school leaders like oh there's 10 indicators and each indicator has all these sub um, indicators but the book really has just done a great job of outlining um, high performance strategies that you can quickly take and implement into your school. And it breaks everything down so nicely. And so uh, I just wanted to share that with everybody that the book um, isn't just giving you, um, you know, the knowledge that you need, but it's providing you with some action steps and strategies on how you can improve your school today. Yeah, no, I appreciate that because the biggest gap we have in life is the gap between what we know and what we do. And what we try to do is uh, create the book is like, hey, here's information. Here's what it means. And here's what you can do, right? It's actual action steps. It's actionable uh, for you uh, to do that. And if you need more, then our then our uh, programs coming out of the book will you know help you. Our um, uh, strategic planning made simple program will help you. Um, and our high performance coaching programs will help you. So everything around what we tie in to this book, it's not just words that we've read or heard from someone else. It's what we actually do uh, as as uh, uh, school leaders. So thank you uh, for that. So, all right. All right. So that's five. So what is your wheel starting to look like? I'm really excited, people. Lauren, can you put the, the wheel up? Let's just look at right. So so, you know, your wheel, the whole goal here, if you've, if you've uh, done every indicator, uh, all five, you, you should have half of your wheel uh, complete. And so you can start to see, okay, where's my wheel maybe a little unbalanced? And, and, and so from, from like an average standpoint, you know, we've got high four and four for, for um, um, indicators, one and two, and then we drop down to a you know, to a three for the next two. So we hit a flat spot around the people, but then we pop uh, back out, right? So if you could imagine if this was a wheel, like we're, we're up, we fall, and then we need to get some momentum to be able to get that, you know, culture piece over top. And then, so next one, we're going to be talking about our parent and stakeholder partnerships, which is another area of growth uh, that we have found uh, based upon the people who have uh, taken this. So make sure you tune in tomorrow uh, for the next indicator in our 10-day challenge.